Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to today's podcast episode talking about if your juice bar should cold press. Now, this is if it's not something that you're clear about, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this now, it's something that you've been considering. You know, I just want to talk about some of the implications of going in one direction or another and and some things that might um, influence you into making a decision one way or the other. Now, if you don't know, I'm just going to give a brief breakdown because it does come up and not everybody knows what the specific difference is between cold pressing and using a centrifugal juicer. So I'm just going to start by breaking that down and then I'm going to get into um, you know, some of the, the pros and cons of each scenario and how to figure out maybe what the best decision is for you and your business. So first off, discussing the distinction between cold pressing and using a centrifugal juicer. Now, some of what I'm going to say could be also debated, um, but we'll, you know, we won't go too deep into that, but I just want to make the distinction here. When using a centrifugal juicer, normally what's happening is you have a juicer that has a high-speed motor attached to it that has uh, you know, a feed chute or spout at the top that you were then feeding the fruits and vegetables into, pressing it down with a tamper or a plunger, and at that stage it's meeting a blade um, that is moving at really, really you know, high RPMs, and that you know, when it comes into contact with the juice or fruit, it spins, after cutting it, it's spinning the juice out in, or the produce out into a screen, and that screen then separates the fiber from the liquid. The liquid ends up going down through a pan that then gets put into whatever it is that you're capturing that with, and then the fiber gets uh, spit out the back, almost like a lawnmower, uh, and then that gets put into a trash bin. And so, you know, one of the major benefits of taking this route is that it is usually pretty quick to create juice in this manner. You can make drinks to order, right? There's a lot of things that, um, in terms of production, it, it can make that process a bit easier. And so people opt to, to use centrifugal juice, juicers for this reason. Another thing is that customers at times like to modify their drinks or like to also see their drinks being made in front of them. And so um, from a customer standpoint, depending on the psychology of the customer, uh, they may appreciate that as, uh, as something that's taking place in front of them. Uh, another benefit is, is these commercial centrifugal juicers compared to a cold press machine tend to be a lot less expensive. Uh, you know, you might be speaking about in the range of anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars, give or take, um, and that's what you need for that piece of equipment. They tend to be pretty heavy duty, 
Uh, I haven't really had many issues with these units breaking. Um, so for that reason, uh, people tend to lean towards centrifugal juice. Now, what are some of the downsides? You know, two of the major ones that I want to point out, and they're both actually interconnected, is one, you're not going to get the same kind of yields from your product. There's a lot of waste when you're using a centrifugal juicer compared to a cold press. The amount of juice that these juicers extract is not even close. And I don't know exactly. It's going to depend on the, the produce items like leafy greens, for example, just do not do well in centrifugal juicers in our experience. Um, and so you may save some money up front, but you're going to lose a lot of money in the long term in terms of your produce costs. The next thing is, um, is really the quality. And like I said, these two things are connected. The reason you're not getting the same kind of yields is because it's not extracting the same density of nutrients. And so you're, you're basically creating a juice that um, is going to oxidize pretty quickly because it's being cut with a blade and it's being spun out through the air. There's an oxidation process that's happening that isn't the same than when, when you're cold pressing. And so you're, you're limited in the quality, which, you know, some customers, if you're in specific environments, may demand or have a strong desire for a higher quality product. And therefore, obviously, if you're not cold pressing, you can't give that to them. And there's also, you know, really a big issue when it comes to uh, just the fact that you can't really sell cleanses. So, you know, having more capacity to offer products like cleanses is going to increase your average ticket sale. Now, granted, once again, you have to be in a market where people want to cleanse and detox. If you're in an environment where people are not interested in that and have no uh, desire to, at this stage, right, you may, it may take a lot of education, but if they're not ready to do, you know, one day, three day, seven day, however many day detoxes, then you know, not having a cold press doesn't really matter that much in that scenario. But in some situations, and I should say in most situations, people are interested in cleansing. And if you're using a centrifugal juicer, it's, you can't really run cleanse programs appropriately with that kind of machine. And so when you graduate and you're going to offer that product, you really need to also graduate in your equipment to have a cold press juicer. So let's move on. Let's talk about cold presses. Now, the reason I said earlier on that it's debatable is because there are different kinds of machines. Some people would, you know, put it in the category that if you have a twin gear or single auger juicer, um, like an Omega or like an Angel juicer, that this would be considered a cold press. Traditionally, people talk about, uh, you know, hydraulic presses, and this is where you have a plate connected to a piston, and that is, you know, being pressed up against another plate and there's somewhere between the range of you know 15 20 000 pounds of pressure after the produce has been ground up and that's the way that the juice is being extracted and so because there's no heat this is why they use this term cold press and the juice is being pressed out it's sim more similar to way that your teeth work um, in terms of crushing things and the way that the cell walls of the produce breaks down uh, reduces the oxidation um, you're extracting more juice. Overall, it's a higher quality product. That's undebatable. Um, so that's one of the major benefits is one, you're going to just help your customers be healthier. And if you're in a market where there's a demand and they're educated or you educate them, 
it's really great for your business to be offering a really, really superior product if uh, in terms of your yields, like I mentioned, when you're getting to the place where you're able to extract you know, somewhere between 30 to 50%, uh, and in some situations, maybe even more, um, produce and juice from your produce, then that's going to save you money at the end of the year. And that's the long-term value. Granted, one of the downsides of these kinds of units is that they're not cheap. If you're getting into a commercial cold press, and, and when I say this now, I'm referring to the hydraulic press machines, you might be anywhere from 13,000 on the low side up to 30,000, give or take, depending on what kind of unit you're buying, could even be more, but that's usually the range. And so it's a sizable investment up upfront um, to cold press, but you know, throughout the year, you have to really do the math based on the volume of business that you're gonna do. Your produce also isn't cheap. This is something that if you're able to save 30, 50%, um, depending on the items, over time, it's gonna add up and it's gonna mean a lot to your business, not to mention the value of the demand that it could create in a specific environment. If you are in a neighborhood where nobody's cold pressing and maybe you become the first cold press juice bar, great, now you've just through that process distinguished yourself quite significantly. Um, and so that's something else to consider. One of the other downsides that I want to mention, and, and it's hard to really call this a downside because it also depends on the volume of juice that you're making, but running your production for a cold press juice bar is a bit more involved. It takes more thought. You know, using these machines is a little bit more involved. Um, and just actually putting someone's attention towards running the juice production. A lot of times it can be a full shift for one individual or multiple individuals, once again, depending on the volume of business that you're doing. It's not as simple as, uh, you know, somebody ordered a juice and then you're gonna make it and it's gonna take five seconds. Now, with that being said, things in the industry have began to begun to shift. Um, you know, Good Nature just created a machine that allows you to make drinks, smaller batch drinks, in a quicker period of time. And we've actually got clients that um, are doing cold press juices made to order, which to my knowledge has never been done before uh, in a way that is also uh, efficient because in most scenarios, if someone has ever been doing this for you, it might take five minutes for them to make a single juice, which is a long time when you know, you've got a line and, and customers are waiting. And so now they've got a, a, a number of units that they're able to use at the same time, which is, is you know, a prerequisite in order for them to, to be able to produce their juice in this way but it's something that's changing things in the industry. And it's, I feel in the future, this is just my opinion, that it's gonna eventually be gonna, gonna become the standard uh, as people understand that this is the highest quality ju juice that you can drink. Because even then in most scenarios in terms of freshness, when people are cold pressing, at most it might be made you know, 4 a.m. and then maybe you walk into the juice bar 8 a.m., you know, 9 a.m. So the juice has been around for three, four hours, and then sometimes even 12 hours if they make it the night before. Um, so, and, and not say this still isn't good juice, it's still really, really great juice, but to have a juice that just got made 30 seconds ago and then to be drinking that uh, is, is really, really amazing in terms of the quality that you're gonna receive. And so, looking at your business, how do you know what you should do? And what I'll also offer is that you can do both or you can move into doing cold pressing if you start to see there's a demand for it. So you just have to be aware that if this is a 
potential evolution of your business that you have the space because some of these machines can be really, really big. And obviously when you're designing your space and building out your store, if you don't have the space to introduce this later on, then you could be stuck. And so if it is something that you think I might roll out in phases, then think about phase one and what you're gonna do if you're gonna be just using a centrifugal juicer and then eventually as business picks up and you wanna offer cleanses and you wanna buy a cold press and then offer some cold press juices and grab and go, you know, great. Um, that's also a benefit that I wanna to mention to cold pressing that uh, a lot of people may not realize is that because you can prepare juices ahead of time, and I have seen people do this with centrifugal juicers, but it's really not something I recommend because the quality of the juice is really low and the juice separates really easily because of the way that it's being processed and it oxidizes and it doesn't look the best uh, in a grab-and-go. But when you can cold press and put juices in a retail fridge, it is going to inspire people to make more impulsive purchases. So we always advise our clients put their refrigerators next to the POS machine and someone who maybe came in for a smoothie but is sitting there and about to you know, close out their order and is asked, hey, if you need anything else, then they might just grab a juice because it's in proximity. And you can do that with these kinds of products if you're cold pressing. If you're not, it's not something I recommend you do because you're not going to see the same kind of sales because it's just not attractive to people. The juice looks like it's been there for, even if it's only been there for an hour, it looks like it's been there for you know six months. And so... This is one of the other benefits. So going back to what I was saying before, how do you know if you should cold press or not? And the thing that you want to assess is how mature is your market in terms of people's understanding of health? This can be a tricky thing to assess, but you know there's, there's ways to, to do it. So if, for example, you go into your local health food store, assuming that you have one, and if you don't have one, then it might mean, hey, your market's not that mature yet. The question is, how much organic produce do they have? What kind of supplements do they serve? Are they serving really, really you know, um, niche items in your local health food store? This means that obviously there's a demand for it because people are purchasing it, which means that the people in your market are educated. They're in a, you're in an advanced environment. Now, it's not to say that you can't bring your market up to speed. You definitely can. If you're a really strong health advocate and you've got an audience through social media or you've got a voice in your community and you're really an advocate for cold pressing and you want to let people know why it's important and it's valuable and people will listen to you, then great. Otherwise, if you don't have that voice, it gets really hard to to be the one that's educating people in the market. Not to say that you can't do it, you can do it, but it's a lot easier if there's already existing demand there. So the other thing that you can look at is how developed are the fitness uh, businesses, yoga studios, gyms, Pilates studios, dance studios, because when there's a lot of this, it's showing you that people are very, very health oriented, which means they're gonna be receptive to what you're sharing with them. It's not a group of people who are going to say, hey, I don't really care. Uh, just give me something that's cold and that tastes good and that's cheap. That's, that's a demographic of people who really probably aren't interested in the health benefits of the product that you're serving. And so investing an extra thirteen dollars to $30,000 in a piece of equipment may not make the biggest difference in their life, but it's obviously going to be a significant investment for your business. And so sense how health oriented your market is and if it seems that they're leaning in the direction of being more health conscious then guess what probably moving in the direction of cold pressing would be smarter uh, for you in the long short and long run so i hope this gives you guys a little bit of uh, insight into this process and and maybe gives you clarity on the decision that you want to make uh, if you guys 
are interested in some cold pressed juicers and have more questions, we do have a great relationship with Good Nature and we'd be happy to connect you and, and see what we can do for you in that regard. Feel free to reach out to me at andrew at starterjuicebar.com. We'd be happy to discuss this. And as always, wishing you guys a lot of health and success in your projects. And I'll see you guys at the next episode. Thank <music> you.